if we know by nature that we are being watched or monitored or being measured in some fashion, we typically do a better job, whether it's work or working out. Fundraising is no different, folks. We're gonna talk about it, here we go. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts Podcast. Open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Well, all right, everybody. Happy day to you. I hope you're having a good one. Recording this on Tuesday, September 3rd, the day after Labor Day. I hope it was uh, an awesome weekend for you. I hope uh, uh, that this uh, this podcast is hitting you at a point in time where you're maybe just uh, catching your breath. Maybe you're on the drive into work. Maybe you're on the treadmill. Uh, maybe you are idling in your car waiting for your son or daughter to get done rehearsal. Uh, that's a popular one, I've been told. So um, things are great. Um, this is Brian Gilbert. I'm the founder and the CEO of Fans Raise. And uh, this little podcast is just another one of the ways that we uh, we try to communicate with all of you out there. And um, hope you like it. Check out our uh, other episodes. We have a lot of content that share best practices, not just for crowdfunding and using our platform, but also a lot of the other types of fundraising that you're likely to come across uh, with your performing arts ensemble or performing organization. So uh, today we are going to spend some time talking about measurement and accountability and how that relates to students, how that relates to kids. And um, why do we want to talk about this? Well, one of the things that is a continual struggle uh, that's, that's shared with me time and time again by booster parents and band directors and um, you know music teachers is that when it's time to fundraise, they get very, very mixed uh, participation levels from their students. And I get it. I understand it. Uh, I've got two kids of my own. Uh, from time to time, they're called upon to fundraise. Uh, and uh, sometimes it goes great and sometimes it doesn't go anywhere. And I think a lot of that has to do with um, just the, the, the nature of fundraising, uh, especially for what it's for. So if it's a um, like a band trip or if it's a festival uh, type of destination performance tour, something like that, um, not everyone in your ensemble is going to need to fundraise. Not everyone's going to really be hard pressed uh, to have to uh, put some elbow grease into uh, into schlepping some product or, or moving some units or whatever you want to call it. Uh, some are just going to write a check and that's cool too. But um, when it's time to really raise a lot of money and a lot of money quickly, that spotty type of, of, uh, of feedback and participation is really going to get in the way of some of the things you really want to do or need to do. Um, so one of the things that we have been spending a little bit of time wrestling with here at FansRays is this whole thing about accountability, about student accountability and ownership. And this is a big one for us. Um, and it's a big one educationally with a lot of programs. Um, this all goes back to the early days of our company research when we were setting up FansRays as an organization. Um, we did a lot of opinion sampling. We did a lot of check-ins with band directors, with music teachers, with band booster parents that we knew uh, in our circle. Uh, we bounce the idea 
uh, off of, hey, we want to create this, this platform for easier, simpler, uh, more uh, up-to-date, state-of-the-art crowdfunding for performing groups. What do you think? Um, and one of the things that we were uh, told is just like, well, anything's got to be better than fundraising now because our fundraising sucks. And anytime it's time to sell Christmas ornaments or wrapping paper or mums or um, pizza kits or cookie dough or whatever it is, uh, a small fraction, a small sliver of the uh, the pie graph of our organization jump on it. Uh, and uh, mostly everyone else is meh, somewhere in the middle. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to come up with was a way that organizational leaders can rally the troops around a certain goal. And uh, it really is pretty congruent with the way that uh, an ensemble will come together for, uh, you know, the marching band season for like, um, you know, getting ready for states, getting ready for Atlantic Coast Championships, getting ready for Grand Nationals, getting ready for that big regional championship uh, uh, performance. And I think a, a crowdfunding campaign can really be framed in that same context. And it's not hard to do. So um, why are we spending time with measurement and accountability? Well, one of the things that we wanted to embed in our platform is the ability to really be able to, at a glance, look at who's getting it done, who's blowing it off, who's somewhere in the middle. Uh, and I think that one of the things just by nature kids do uh, when you say, hey, I need you to do this thing for me, whether it's practice or whether it's uh, getting a, uh, you know, a, a chunk of music under their fingers uh, or if it's uh, you know, script memorization in the musical theater, um, things like that. I think that those outcomes are pretty, um, are, they're pretty obvious. Either you can, you can pull it off and you know your lines and you know your music or you don't. And the device that a lot of arts educators use, are, you know, just simply is, you know, play down the line. One, two, ready, go, you play. Okay, second chair, now your turn. One, two, ready, go, you play. And I think when kids are in clear understanding that what they're being asked to do is going to be looked at, it's going to be monitored, it's going to be measured, it's going to be assessed, um, they generally typically tend to follow through on those things. And I think that in the grand scheme of fundraising, we usually don't spend time there. Uh, and it's one of the reasons why we can see some of these, these ensembles on the field that are just incredibly accomplished. And then it comes time to do a campaign. It's like, eh, it's okay. I mean, it's still money they didn't have. It's still easy money. Uh, and it's still money that in a lot of cases they weren't even expecting, um, which is all great stuff. But um, if you're really trying to raise $50,000, I don't care how large your ensemble is, whether it's 30 kids or 300 kids, um, that's an effort. That's going to take a little work and it's going to take a little doing. So um, one of the things, Ian, check in with your kids on this too. If a teacher uh, brings up a new contextual topic in class and uh, spends, you know, 15, 20 minutes exploring, uh, you know, a, a certain landmark date in history or, um, you know, a, a, something in the science realm, um, or just starts talking about a, like an esoteric author in literature. Um, one of the first questions that someone in that class is going to ask, they're going to raise their hand, they're going to say, is this going to be on the midterm? Is this going to be on the end of marking period test? Is this on the final? And um, why do they ask that? Well, they ask that because if it's not, then they don't have to devote hard drive space to remembering it or even like writing it down. 
So, and I think kids are pretty smart with that too. And I think that if you set level expectations to say, look, we need to raise money for a new trailer. That trailer is going to cost $25,000. And every single one of you in this marching band that wears the uniform is going to benefit greatly for having this trailer. And if we don't have this trailer, it's going to really severely hamper how we go down the road. It's going to really be a problem. It means we're going to have to come out of pocket and we're going to have to rent a trailer every each and every weekend and we're going to possibly have to pay a driver and da, 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 and you know that that's just ongoing expenses we don't need but if we pay $25,000 now we don't have to pay $25,000 a year to lease a trailer and those things can generally be brought home you know in 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 you know clear crystallization for your kids by your lead educator standing up on the podium and saying guys this is what has to get done uh, because by and large, these kids, when they're challenged and when it's p positioned to them in just that way, um, they're going to pull together. They're going to figure out a way to get it done. So we actually wrote a blog post uh, that outlines some of this. And in that post, we talk a little bit about this phenomena uh, that's called the Hawthorne effect. And uh, I, I won't go into too deep of a uh, of detail here. You can you can hit our blog and 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 look at that. It's one of our more recent posts. But the Hawthorne effect is is basically a, a phenomenon that occurs when um, a group of individuals being measured that know they're being measured, whether the outcomes are good or bad, those outcomes automatically are different and in most cases improved just because they're under they're aware they're under some sort of observation. So you know the. The blog post actually outlines, you know, the nature of the um, the origin of, of where the Hawthorne effect came from, where it was actually observed first and, and really uh, measured. Uh, but the fact that, you know, a group of individuals that all belong to a club or an ensemble or a band or whatever it may be, um, if they know that they're being monitored and measured and it matters and somebody with some authority cares and gives a crap, then it's generally going to happen and it's going to, you know, the work's going to be better. There's going to be a lot more output. It's going to be more efficient. So what does this have to do with crowdfunding? So I really feel like kids are pretty predictable and they generally tend to respond in like or similar ways, regardless of how, what kind of ensemble you have or what kind of group you have. Um, and I think that these are different types of tendencies that show up in adults too. It's why, um, when you look at outcomes for people that work out, people that exercise, um, if, if somebody, if you took 100 people, um, two groups of 100 people each, 100 of them are working out with a partner and they're, being, they're having to be somewhat accountable to a workout partner and the other 100 are simply doing it themselves. The, the success rate of the 100 that are working out with a matched partner are going to be much, much, much higher. Um, you know, it's it's why there are dozens and dozens, possibly hundreds of apps in your app store for your mobile device that are all about hardwiring habits. Am I drinking enough water? Am I meditating? Am I being mindful? Am I um, am I doing my my daily yoga? Um, am I tracking my calories? Like those apps are, are, have no other function or purpose than to keep you honest to yourself and keep you accountable. Um, so all of those, you know, music memorization tests, um, re uh, like re-auditioning for seating, uh, 
Um, so when you go to like an all-state festival or you go to like a like all-county band, a lot it's very very common where the music gets distributed probably you know a month six weeks before the uh, the festival, and then the kids show up and they all bus in and they all sit down. The conductor gets up and the first thing they do they, they say the welcomes and then they split into sectionals and they spot check music. And if your first chair player is struggling and doesn't know big chunks of the music, um, they reseat and reorder the kids. And then they send that to the printer real quick and they crank out the program. So um, it's why scales in sight reading are a part of just about every instrumental uh, audition process that you could probably encounter. Um, should those scales be known? Should they, be, should they have been uh, memorized in sixth grade, seventh grade? Sure. Why do we keep asking high school sophomores, juniors, and seniors for them? Because we want to make sure they're <laughs> we want to make sure. We also want to see the extension of technique. And we want to see um, top end range. And we want to see uh, flexibility. And we want to see speed and our, you know, and and technical ability. So I think the key takeaway here is that if your kids know that they're being monitored, that they're being observed, and it's it matters. If they're not going to get the job done and do their part, they might hear about it. Not in a negative, I'm going to beat you across the face with it. Um, but in a, you know, if they know that it's going to be an issue and somebody's going to have a talk with them, whether it's their section leader, whether it's the band director or someone on staff or even, you know, somebody in the band boosters. Um, though generally we find that those campaigns are the ones that are really, really special, that are really doing amazing things in short periods of time. So when your kids are sitting up a little bit straighter and they're taking things a little bit more seriously, um, everyone ends up being happy in the end. So just a, a side note uh, as we get ready to close out today, uh, our platform, Fans Raise, uh, has all the monitoring and measurement built in. It's really simple. So if you're interested in taking a look, uh, you know, please find our YouTube channel if you want to see the platform up close. Uh, or just email us at info at fansraise.com. We'll be happy to send you some information. So best of luck to you all. Everyone have a great day.